Now that Joe Biden is actually going to win the presidency, I got some stuff to talk about. This is a true story. To find out what happens, what happens? when people stop being polite, start getting. <laughs> Welcome, 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 everybody, to a special Saturday episode of The Rail World. And I got the inspiration for this from a few different reasons. One, I woke up this morning and I had a conversation with my best friend. Before we got off the phone, the last thing that he said to me was, Darrell, stop beefing with people. So this episode is completely inspired by the beef that I have with people and or things. And I'm going to be honest, I'm probably going to be petty a little bit, but in other times I'm going to be really reconciliatory. So uh, I started this episode out because, as you're probably aware right now, Donald Trump has lost the election. Salute to Joe Biden. Salute to Kamala Harris. Salute to everybody to cast a vote for them. I'm really excited. Um, I'm not sure if you can hear it, but with me living in D.C., All I've heard was either cheers or music or other things blaring because people are really, really excited to see Mr. Orange Man gone. This is a very real thing. Um, I thought it was on my TV and it was actually just kind of what was going on on outside of my window. I'm probably maybe a mile from the White House. Uh, I'm extremely surprised that I'm able to hear such cheer. But that lets you know how people really feel and how excited I know we are as a city to get this guy out of here. Uh, I believe we voted 93% for Joe Biden. Um, It was like three or 4% for, uh, I don't even want to say his name. And then the real idiots who voted for Kanye, but go figure. So um, as I wanted to kind of touch on some things, uh, I thought about this a lot. I went through a lot of emotions all week and specifically how I felt that 70 plus million people voted for Donald Trump. Now, when I thought about uh, forgiveness and how we're supposed to be accepting of people who have differences, I thought, what would my grandmother or my grandfather do? Now, those who never got the privilege to meet these two people, they were wonderful, wonderful people. Um, My grandfather was probably the nicest, most kind person ever spoke to everyone. He is the basis for how I want to judge myself as a man and what I want to be. True story. Dope, dope guy. Um, My grandmother was much more no nonsense and she didn't play. And so I think in this case, I cannot accept that people were able to ignore blatant racism by Donald Trump to vote for their own, let's just say, potential economic interest. Uh, So much of this race has been, you know, um, people are very much (sighs) deterred by the narrative of the left that identity politics and how these things are affecting people and it turned them off. And I had to start thinking about things. And so I did this pretty systematically. The right tends to run on what they consider to be moral or spiritual issues. Uh, First and foremost, if you happen to be a Republican 
and you want to have the government intervene in your life, you are not a Republican. Let's just get that out the way. So the entire thing that you're supposed to support, which is limited government interaction and the fact that people are able to govern themselves, you are directly voting against. That's strike one. Strike two, um, with this own government and the way that they treat both uh, people of color, and I'm going to specifically say black people because we tend to get the short end of the stick. Second, I'll go Mexicans um, and people that are crossing the border because that tends to be a lot of where the illegal immigrants that they do not like come from. And third, um, I'm going to go anyone who tends to have a different belief system than theirs. A lot of the, the thoughts that we get are very much based on from their perception of Christian values, right? Christian values were also used to justify slavery. And I'm not here on my high horse to tell you to not be a Christian. I grew up in the Christian church. I'm Baptist. I understand all of those things, and that's not my argument. But people tend to make arguments fit any way that they want to. So if you happen to be a person who voted for Donald Trump and you ignored the blatant racism, we can't be cool anymore. I I hate to say that. I If I lose some subscribers, oh, well. Um, because I've seen how people treat people that look like me since he's been elected in office, and I don't like it. I don't want us going backwards to a time where, you know, frankly, people were brazen enough to kind of show their racism. And I get it. I know you're saying, well, not everybody is racist that votes for Donald Trump. I absolutely agree with that. But you know what else I agree with? That racism isn't something that disqualifies someone from running for office. We've seen how this story plays out way too many times. I don't want to participate in that. And for people that I feel like they want us to kind of reach across the aisle and work with them, what would a Republican do? We've seen for the last decade that Republicans are unwilling to reach across the aisle to work with us. And as Democrats, we're always really inviting. And because we're so diverse in a lot of our ideology, we tend to think that we can kind of suck people in and make things work. True story, we can't. This is why we lose a lot of elections. This is why people feel the way that they do. I'm of the belief that honestly, if you don't want to work with us in the Senate, F it. I don't care. Um, we will eventually take over that too and do what I think is in the best interest of the country. The second reason I think that people said that they voted for Donald Trump. Well, you know, economically, things are so much better right now. OK, um, for the vast majority of Americans, that's absolutely not true. But here's what the math is. Yes, the stock market has gone up. I won't even get into the, the minutia and saying, like, you know, the stock market has gone up for X amount of times prior to Donald Trump. And he was really riding off of Obama's economy. Yeah, yeah, I got all of that. Um, here's the bigger deal. The economy itself has been artificially propped up. And I know you might sit here and think, like, well, what do you mean, Darrell? Are you an economic policy expert? I am not. But because I read a lot and I realize that the interest rates that the Fed have been essentially hovering around for the last 12 years since the Great Recession, as they call it, of 2008, have been around zero. 
That means that even they don't think that we're in a place where they can charge interest on the money that they then lend to banks. And that's how the system starts to make more and more money for itself. So if that's a thing, well, you know, it's pretty easy to see why the stock market is going up. And whether it was Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton, more than likely that would have continued. But here's the other elephant in the room. At a certain point, all of the gains that we've made in the stock market are going to go away for something. There's going to be a recession. There's literally only it's not a matter of if it's more of a matter of when. So you might think like, oh, well, under the Trump presidency, I was up 30 percent. I'm diving deep in the weeds right now, but I'll give it to you. What happens if like in another five years now everything crashes? Was that 30 percent that you gained under Trump worth it? Were all of the things that we lost during the institution worth it? Were literally the norms and how people treated each other and the thoughts that like literally if I spoke in the ways that the president now speaks to people and has normalized, my mom would have kicked my entire beep. And I'm trying not to curse on this episode because I think it's one of those really important things. So knowing how I was raised and how those things weren't acceptable why do we accept that from somebody who's supposed to be the quote-unquote leader of the free world? That's strike two. My third strike is with the, the telling of the truth. I get it. Fox News is all about making money. They're the most popular news channel by a mile. They make a tons of money from advertisement. All of that is cool. They blur the lines between what is actually news and what is for you know all intents and purposes fiction. Their pundits, their their anchors that come on like after eight, all of that is specifically designed to fire up people to keep them engaged in Fox News and they don't care about the actual country. And before you come on and tell me like, well, MSNBC is worse. I'm not buying that for a bunch of different reasons. First and foremost, they don't flat out lie. We've had three days now of people coming on TV telling me that, you know, it's so many irregularities in the voting. Ah, we're being cheated and our vote doesn't count. Ah, you do know and realize that there's both a Democrat and Republican that sits over all of these ballots when they're counting these. They do that so that they can literally destroy like the appearance of impropriety in any way. So this random Republican who happens to be in the room, why does he have an incentive to now, you know, do the wrong thing just to hurt Donald Trump? And let's be fair, just Donald Trump. Because Republicans won seats in the House back. If I'm going to cheat, I might as well cheat the entire way. I'm going to need the House at a bigger majority. I'm definitely going to need the Senate. And we're not going to we're going to make sure that the leads that we have for Joe Biden's presidency are so astronomical that, frankly, we all know we can get away with it. And it's great. That's where we're, we're going so wrong in this country. We believe in the stuff that's literally not true. And I, you know, frankly, I hope that a lot of my friends, I'm not even going to say hope. I know a lot of the people that I interact with tend to be more fact based. But it's not as if we're not susceptible to it as well. It's just a different level of energy that comes to us. So 
for those three big reasons, um, I'm extremely comfortable with the outcomes of this election. And that's why I can't rock with you if you were a Trump supporter. If you thought he was cool in 2016 because you hated Hillary, I'm just going to assume that at that point it's all about misogyny. Hillary, I'm not going to say she's the best person. And a lot of people have not been on the Joe Biden train. I've really kind of fought having the political conversation that I probably should have because I thought of one or two things. One, it's either going to be boring. People aren't going to listen. It'll tune back. Excuse me. It will turn some people off. And these are all things that I don't want to do. But I felt like for a change, we needed to have an honest conversation. Let's talk about Joe Biden and the crime bill, because everybody seems to be all up in arms about this. I absolutely, with 100% of my soul, do not think that the intention of the crime bill was specific to put black people away for stuff. Crack was the scourge of everything. As a person who lived in, you know, the 1980s in Washington, D.C., as a as a 80s baby, you saw kind of like, you know, things going downward. It's true. All of your elected officials at that point were calling for the government to do something, people to do something. They came up with the crime bill. They thought that that would stop the scourge of stuff. I don't know if it had an effect. What I do know is that it disproportionately affected people who happen to sell crack. Now, there's a reason for that. And a lot of times we tend to look at that as what happened. So, yeah, we separated a lot of black men because like the volumes of crack cocaine were worth way more in terms of jail time than just powder cocaine. That's not the racist part. And I'm going to repeat, that's not the racist part. The racist part that we never addressed are the conditions that set forth why you needed to sell crack in the hood anyway. Why is that your primary goal or why is that that really the only way that you think you can make it out? Cameron said on SDE, all, all blacks got is sports, drugs, and entertainment. Either you sell crack rock or you have a wicked jump shot. We've thought that for a long time. So those policies are specifically what's racist. What are the economic things that literally kept us there? And we know about a lot of them. The redlining, how we were kind of held out of the housing market for just various reasons. How we were passed over for, for different jobs and education opportunities how you know separate but equal was a thing so how do you tell me that a a generation that's raised on separate but equal when we don't get the same kind of education and schooling is also so supposed to be like you know what we are right where you are people that got good money in their schools people who have property taxes that they've now put in the schooling these are the real reasons why we've had these issues and instead of blaming joe biden for the crime bill and you can certainly hold his feet to the fire because maybe he should have known There's nothing wrong with like telling somebody that they were wrong. But I think in saying I'm not going to vote for him because he is just as bad as Donald Trump. If you are black and you said that you're stupid, too. And we can't be friends. I can't fix it. I'm not going to try to fix it. It's cool. I wish you the best. You can't be in my circle. And that doesn't mean that I philosophically you have to align with my set of thinking. My friends can be Republicans. I have a, a friend who, you know, reached out to me this week. Funny enough, old coworker. I don't, Frank has probably listened to a few episodes, but salute to Frank. White gentleman, voted for Obama his first term. 
lifelong Republican. Second term, he voted for Mitt Romney. Now, the elephant in the room, and I could joke and say this to him, he happens to be Mormon. And I said, you know, you're voting for one of your own. I'm not mad at you. Every Mormon that I've met was a really decent human being. Crazy enough, and I know that that sounds weird, but it's very true. I'm sure that Mitt Romney is a very good guy, even if I don't agree with his policies. So it didn't surprise me that my guy Frank wanted to do that. Would not have surprised me if Frank voted for um, Trump on his first term, again, because he's a Republican, and there was this mythology around Hillary Clinton being terrible. But what I can guarantee you is that Frank did not do it on the, the second term. He saw what it did. He saw how it affected people. He had friends who don't look like him, and you saw like the impact that having somebody that would speak to those issues specifically, it would affect, it would affect all of us. So if you made that mistake the first time, figured out that it was a mistake and you wanted to do something different the next time, hey, I commend you. I'm, I'm really proud of you. I'm glad you were able to see the light. This is why I said, like, I don't want all of my people to look or think or act just as I do, but be smart about who you decide to vote for. Be smart about the things that you you follow. Be smart about the policies that you're pushing. Because you just never know how they're going to impact somebody else. As a man, I've never had an abortion. I'm not a gay man, so I don't know what it's like to not be able to be married to my uh, to my mate. Like all of the ramifications that come with these things, I don't understand them because they're not in my wheelhouse. Like it's not going to affect me. But there are people who I'm cool with or that I know enough of that I don't want to see those like negative things impact them. If you're a woman and you don't want to have a child and the situation happened and it is what it is, it is not my choice to tell you what to do. If you're gay and you want to get married because you want your spouse on your uh, health insurance or you want to make life insurance stuff easy for them or the fact that family can like your husband can visit you in the hospital or wife, whichever way you're leaning. I don't have a problem with that. And the fact that so many other people do and we make it as if it's always about religion. Well, you know, God doesn't want us to like kill babies. God also doesn't want us to kill people. Whether your personal beliefs say one thing or another, what I do know is that it's not my job to police what you do to yourself. No sin is supposed to be greater than the other with the exception of taking your own life. So why do we decide that we want to police certain things harder than others? Because in my opinion, the death penalty is much worse. The rates for which people who are innocent are convicted tells me exactly what I want to know about it. And unfortunately, they happen to be black more so than often, more so than I'd like for that to be a thing. But we don't hear people saying, you know what, let's get rid of the death penalty because it's bad and we're Christian. No, we only look at it one way. And that's cool. I just don't think that these things are political. They should not be in our ecosphere at all. We should be able to say there are certain things that we know are things that we should be voting for. These are the things that we don't. We keep pushing for those things.
Like I could legitimately talk about this stuff and be on a high horse for a long time. And I don't want to do that. I've given this 20 minutes of thought. Um, I am going to hold stuff against people who voted for Trump. Uh, people on the flip side, because I promised Ricardo, he told me to stop beefing with you. If I have wronged you in some kind of way, no matter how petty it was or how grand it was, I sincerely wish you the best. I am sorry for what I did. If you cannot forgive me and move on, it's cool. When I see you, I might give you the head nod or acknowledge you. If you don't do that back, it's okay. But I'm definitely not giving that energy to a Trump supporter. I am keeping the same energy for a very long time. And I will not forget how no one seemed to care about black lives when he was in office. So, on a somber note, uh, I'm going to end every episode the same way that I do each and every one. Rappers on a ball, especially Dave East, my jump shot's better. <laughs> Salute the Chris for sending me that. Um, ball players on a rap. My name is Darrell of the Rail World, and I will see you guys next week. Take it easy. Peace.